Unnecessary Roughness with 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the national championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, welcome back to Necessary Roughness, and I could not be more excited to have my guest today. That is the one, the only. You see him everywhere. You hear him everywhere, especially at this time of the year. It's a sweet spot for us NFL guys. Brian Baldinger, host of the Best Football Show. And Brian, first of all, how excited are you? Thanks for joining me, but how excited are you to be in this divisional round of the playoffs? It's awesome, John. It's awesome because, you know, we're we're just – football guys. We, we love the game. We love being around the game. And, you know, as analysts, we're just trying to get inside the game. Like what, what's working? Uh, what isn't working? How do you fix what's not working? And so for an analyst, it's like a dream because there's so many different ways. We go inside the pits, we go deep inside there, you know, and, and those were the games in the pits where it's won and all that stuff. But, you know, there's just so many factors. These games come down to, you know, a play here, a play there. You never know when it's going to happen. And so, you know, that was an awesome game last weekend with the Rams. They 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 survived. They they did the ultimate though, John. They they ran a four-minute drill at the end of the game. They didn't give the ball back to Stafford. I mean, all of us linemen talk about that four-minute drill like it's the holy grail. And they executed it. They got it for 407 to go, and they never gave it back. And so I'm excited. I'm excited because I think Tampa coming to town, they gave you guys a, a good game oh, back yeah. in week six. And they did a lot of things in that game that, uh, you know, made it difficult for the offense. And and here's what I like about coming out of that first playoff win in 32 years for the Lions. It was a heavyweight bout. It wasn't yeah. that, that, that L.A. came in here and lost the game. It was simply that yeah. the Lions went out there and they matched them blow for blow, pound for pound. And you mentioned that four-minute drill, the greatest play in all of football, victory formation. Yeah. When you can end it as an offensive lineman on the field, which brings us to, and you talk about that early matchup with with Tampa Bay. Now, both teams are very different now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Lions are healthy. They got Jonah Jackson, who they didn't have in that first matchup. Jameer Gibbs, Montgomery went down. That was the first game where Jared Goff, for the city of Detroit, showed that he could put the team on his back without a running game and go, make, and go get a win, especially on the road. How did you see that first matchup for the Lions? couple things, John. One, I mean, look, the throw to Jamison Williams for the touchdown yep. broke the game open. It's a 10-6 game. It's a nail-biter. It's back and forth. But that play broke it open. And, you know, I think people in Detroit are a little mystified. Who, What is Jamison? And how, but he's he's an important piece. His speed is real. He takes the cover off. They, they use him as a decoy to open up things for Amon Rod. So, but in that game, John, I went back and rewatched it yesterday. They, the Bucs blitz 18 times. Now, when I watched them Monday night against the Eagles, like all they did was blitz. I'm like, the Eagles didn't have an answer for it. Yeah. And I don't know that the, that Detroit had much of an answer. They hit them with a couple of bubble screens and hitches outside where, you know, they, they picked up some yards. But by and large, like they blitzed in the first play of the game, John. Like if you say, okay, this Detroit's fundamentally different, and the guys that weren't there are there now, and that does make a difference. But I don't think it changes Tampa and who they are. Like they just have these blitz packages – and maybe you have an answer for it, you know, whether it's sight adjust, hot, max, whatever you're doing. Uh, and, and maybe you don't, but they're going to find out if you do or not. 
Well, and, and I think in terms of – I was surprised that Philly didn't pick up the blitz more or at least get Jalen Hurts on the yeah. run. That's a really good offensive line. Yeah. What was the confusion? I know it was, hey, you're blocking with five, they bring six. You're blocking right. with six, they bring seven. Right. But you and I both know there's always – they can bring one more than you can block. It's not a yeah. new concept. But right. you've got to be on the same page, quarterback yeah. and O-line, especially quarterback and center, so the quarterback knows who he's throwing hot off of. Yeah, but they don't have hot reads, though, John. It's just like it's been a problem with the offense. And so they don't have the built-in little checkdowns or side adjusts, okay? Like, they're, they're bringing one more like you just described and whatever formation you're in, like, all right, the ball's going here. And sometimes that's just a trap. Like, the defense wants you to make that throw, and then they go tackle the catch. But they don't even have that. And so they're just running their routes, and they're, they're putting it on Jalen to five times, scramble, get out of harm's way, make these, like, you know, hero-type plays. And he wasn't very good at it. And, and they play without A.J. Brown. And, you know, he's he's their star player. And when things do break down, they just try to – they'll throw jump balls to A.J. and let him just, you know, out, out beast somebody down the field. So when you're looking at this matchup in this game, obviously it's the second one at home. The crowd's going to be going bonkers. But when the Lions have the ball – this offensive line, when healthy, and they are, has been really good. But they're yeah. pl- they're blocking one of the better and one of the biggest players in all of football in Vita Vea. Kalijah Cansey is playing well. And he's yeah. he, he's unique because he's not big, but he's fast and he's effective. They found a number of different players. How does the Detroit Lions match up and find a way to defeat or pick up some of those blitzes? Well, I mean, first of all, Kalijah, I, I – I, I got to know the kid. I, I, I have a house in Fort Lauderdale, run into him all the time. We, we started doing these uh, pass blocking things on the beach, me and him. You know, he, he never stops working, John. He's just one of those kids. He, he's I, I can't believe, honestly, like I saw him take Panay Sewell in that first game and disrag him and make a play. I'm yeah. sure you saw the same thing. But I, mean, I don't know how he does it, John, because you look at him, you go, how in the world is – like Aaron Donald is just so stout and strong. Like it's just a block of granite. He's the same height, but – He's nothing like Aaron physically, but man, like he gets on your edge, John. He understands leverage. He's excellent with his hands. He's trained by the same guy that trained Aaron Donald. Anyways, Clyde's just, he, he's on the rise. They got Yaya Diaby, like a young play, a couple young guys that are really showing up. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like Detroit's offense, John. I like the way they, they start with David Montgomery and they pound you. I, you know, and talking to Dan, um, you know, this summer, he changed the the running back room, like he he wanted Montgomery. He wanted a guy that's just a, you know, uh, a guy that can break tackles, contact balance runner, um, doesn't put the ball in the ground. And then he wanted the dual ability and the speed of Jameer, and it it worked out. It was great vision by Dan. But I like the way they set the table. They come after you. They run power. They do a lot with the tight ends. Um, they seal the line of scrimmage good. Panay is you know a, a rare freak in this business. Is he 22 yet, John? You know, like he's no, a, I, no, he's not. And and when you when you're talking about a guy that's a rear freak, like that's it. He is, yeah. and the Lions are have that benefit of Taylor Decker was there. Yes. He was the incumbent, so they put Penny Sewell at right guard. Not a lot of guys can can make that transition the way he yeah. did, but he's such a great athlete. It was like it like he's been doing it his whole career. Right, right, and so you know you got Frank in the middle, and he's just so solid and smart. You know, I mean, I know he's battled injuries all year, but that's who he is. He's not coming off the field. So, I mean, it's just a, it's really a, a great blend. And, you know, I, I think when you, I know Hank Fraley really, really good. And, uh, you know, Hank is, he's just, a, he's just a meat like us. Like he, you know, like 
But, you know, uh, Hanks in Indianapolis. But, uh, you know, I, I just like the way that they play together right now, yeah. John. And so uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's what they're built around. Everybody has recognized the play of the offensive line. And I think what Ben Johnson has done with some of his quirky things that he does is kind of like the perfect blend to a group that, yes, they can move people off the ball, they can maul you, but they also have all these little tweaks that you better be ready for because they're coming. So there's so many people that have varying opinions on the guy that makes it all go. That's Jared Goff. Yeah. And you know, obviously coming from L.A., he was – it. Here in Detroit, everybody thought, well, he's a bridge. He's a bridge between where they were with Matthew Stafford and whoever was going to be next. Where do you land? What have you seen from Jared Goff? Because I think he deserves an extension. I think he's the guy that has played at at a terrific level. There was a blip on the radar there with Chicago, Green Bay, about a three game stretch against Chicago where he had struggled to protect the football. But in large part, over the last two years, he's. He's been a stud quarterback. He's your quarterback, John. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't look anywhere else. I mean, first of all, he's always there. He's always available. He doesn't get hurt. He's a pure pocket quarterback. As an offensive lineman, I've played with pure pocket guys, and I've played with guys like Randall Cunningham, and you never knew where they were going to be. I kind of I know where Jared's going to be. Like, I know what I got to do. I know I can't get beat inside. I can't give up quick pressure. Like, I know where Jared's going to be. And he's also tougher than he can be. He'll stay there. He'll take the hit to make the throw. Um, and he's just so steady. You know, like, I don't know what else. And he's accurate with the ball. And so, I don't know, like, I, I heard the same thing. Bridge, well, let's, 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 let's watch him play out. And here he is. And you're not in this divisional round without Jared. So, I, I just think, like, Kirk Cousin found a home in Minnesota. He's a really good player. Um, but I think Jared's got a home. And I don't think. He's right in the prime of his career. Like next five years, give him that deal. Like he's not going anywhere. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna fall off a cliff. Like he's gonna be able to make all the, all those throws that we've been watching. Now let's talk a little bit about the defense. Um, and that's Tampa's defense. I'm sorry, not Tampa's defense, but um, uh, you know their their offense. When you look at their offensive line, the Lions have been really good at stopping the run, and. Aiden Hutchinson has done a good job of applying pressure. The sack numbers, the, the gaudy sack numbers aren't there, but how does that match up? How can the Lions create an advantage in that matchup against this Tampa offensive line? Well, they do a good job of moving Aiden around, you know, and so he he can line up inside, outside, right side, left side, and they move him around. Now, you know, I, personally, I, I'd love to see him a little bit against Tristan Wirfs. I mean, yeah. it's an old Big Ten matchup, and, um, you know, they're – elite players. Tristan has made the switch from right tackle to left tackle. Uh, I don't know if you ever had to do that before, John. It's it's not easy. No. Um, because I, I just talked to Tristan this summer about it. Like He was one of these guys at right tackle that was a right-hand dominant guy. Like his howitzer hand, he hit and punched with his right. Then he kind of like, you know, he, he did all the inside moves to protect with his left. And he had to switch that all around uh, at left tackle. And he really struggled early on. But I think he's playing really good right now. Uh, he's, a, he's an elite player. They, the good thing is they have continuity up there now. Like all the guys that are there, Aaron Stinney, I don't know if he played left guard uh, in that first matchup, but he's been there for at least the second half of the season. And everybody else is there. So, you know, Cody Cody's a, a rookie. He looks like a rookie a lot of times at right guard. He's on the ground sometimes. He overextends. He does rookie stuff. But he's a tough guy. And, you know, I think he fits in with – but they're not a great run-blocking group, John. They're not. They've had a little more success – 
um, you know, in the last, in the second half of the season than they had at any point. The stats still say they're the worst in the league, but they're better than the worst because they've improved. And, you know, I, I think Hainsey's okay and Gedeke's okay, but there's weaknesses there, John. Like, they're not – it's not an elite group, but, you know, like all offense lines, the longer they play together, the better they get. Yeah, and you know what? The matchup that I'm excited – when you mentioned that Aiden Hutchinson moves around, I want to see him one-on-one with Cody. If you've yeah. got a guy that at times plays like a rookie, then make him look like a rookie and make yeah. that an advantage for you. Create a, a, a matchup that you believe you should win. Um, and then – this is the a wide receiver group, obviously led by Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's been a little bit banged up, but he's going to be out there. He's going to be playing just fine. Baker Mayfield is, to me, one of the ultimate competitors. Oh, yeah. This And the pass game has been what has hurt the Lions the most. What is the Lions secondary, other than applying pressure up front, what does the Lions secondary need to do to slow down or to prevent the big play? Well, I mean, I – you know, I would be personally, I'm a little worried about Kildor out there in the corner. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think he's susceptible. I mean, I think Mike Evans wants some run-go routes against him. I put my, you know, I put my shekels on Evans to win down the field matchups like that. I think he has to be protected a little bit. They're down corners right now. Sutton has been good, but it certainly has been an area where you have to think, okay, this is a deep ball passing team. Uh, Mike Evans can go up and get it against anybody. He's been doing it for a decade. So I would be holding my breath about those shots. And I always think that Baker has been a good deep ball passing guy. He was in Cleveland. He's got stability now. Um, it's They're going to take their shots, uh, probably play action. But uh, I've always been a Baker fan. I'm, I was doing Big 12 games, John, when he was at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma. I was around him a little bit. Like He's, he's just that guy. Like he's, But I think along the way, you know, sometimes – these kids come in and their kids, I feel like he's grown up, yeah. you know, and I think he's in a good spot right now. I think he's mature. I think he understands his role. He's not going to go out and try to win the game by himself. You know, he needs help around him like most of the guys. And so, you know, I think he's got a steady hand, a lot like Jared Goff. He's found a home right now. Yeah. And, and I, I, from what I'm hearing in Tampa, they like him and obviously he likes being there. Um, but, and here's the other thing that worries me about Baker Mayfield. You mentioned Texas Tech, Oklahoma, even early on at Cleveland. You're talking about a guy that just, whether he's the best on the field or not, he just goes out and finds ways to win games. And those are the guys that scare me the most because they're all the ultimate competitors. Well, the, you, you're spot on, John. And, you know, the thing is, is that he's not, uh, he's the farthest thing from a diva. Like he was a walk on at Texas Tech. He didn't get yep. scholarships. You know, he was a walk-in at Oklahoma because him and his dad would drive from Austin to Norman, go watch Oklahoma play football. And he always wanted to play there. And so, I mean, he's 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 your walk-on guy. He's your free agent that, you know, that rose because he just kept working, you know, and he's smart. And, you know, he's he, he has a lot of fun playing. He enjoys it. You can knock him down. He's getting right back up. That's, you know, um, so it, it's uh, – it's, it's just that. Like, he's a competitor. And so I don't care what the score is or the situation. He's going to keep firing. So how does this game play out? I don't know if uh, if you make picks. I know it's uh, we're, we're re- you know, recording this one on, on Friday. There's still time yeah. before the game. But how does this play out? Who wins? I, I, not because Detroit is at home. Because we've seen Green Bay go in there on Thanksgiving. You didn't think there was any way in the world Green Bay could go there on Thanksgiving. I've never seen Ford Field look like that, uh, to be honest with you, John. So – like, I don't think the home field thing is that big of a deal. I think all these teams have played in 
hostile environments. At some point, Tampa's been in the playoffs four years in a row. So, you know, the a, a vast majority of the guys, Winfield and Vea, like these guys have been in these situations. I don't think that's going to be a big deal. But I do think Detroit, though, is, is uh, in a lot of ways more talented. I think they're more talented offensively. I think the way they move the ball, run the ball, the play of the offensive line, the way the, – the one thing – I think this is a good thing and it's a bad thing. And I'm sure you've talked about it ad nauseum. Like Dan is, I'm not saying he's a gambler, but he's never going to stop being aggressive. Right. And so we've seen it backfire plenty of times, but we also seen it pay off. And I think honestly, as a player playing for Dan, like I'll take, I'll take the hits because I think ultimately you've got to be aggressive. You've got to take your fourth down shots. You got to pass up the field goal if you want to win it all. And I just think that mentality has permeated through the whole team. And I think that's, to me, if you said, well, what's the difference? I think that is the difference. They're going to be aggressive when you least expect them to be aggressive. When you go, okay, this is the time to sit on the ball. This is the time to, you know, run the clock. Like, I don't know if that's going to play out with Dan. So just a couple of quick hitters around uh, about the rest of the, the playoffs. You've got eight teams left. Um, Lamar Jackson. Does does he finally get the monkey off his back that has been sitting there about success in the playoffs? Because he's going up against a team in Houston. Now, obviously, he doesn't play defense, but they are they're as hot and as confident offensively as you're going to find in the playoffs right now. Yeah, they are. And CJ was awesome last week. Yeah. But <clears throat> this is a different Lamar. It's a different offense, John. I think Todd Munkin's done a, a fantastic job. You know, if you look at the Season-ending stats, they still run it a good deal more than they throw it, but they've really morphed into a passing team over the last six weeks. They took San Francisco apart. They took Miami apart. I mean, they're just they, – they throw it on first down now, John, play action. Like, they're in – they're playing the modern game. And along the way, Lamar has just gotten so good. I mean, I, I think he's the MVP. I think he'll prove it. And I think everything that's happened to him in the past, this is a much more um, – a much more diverse offense. It's a much better offense. It's better talent around him. But I think he finds success. I, I, I think they're going to have a good game offensively. And I'm going to save my last question about the Green Bay-San Francisco game, uh, but I, I've got one more before we get to that one. Obviously, everybody is looking forward to Kansas City-Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes, first time on the road that's not a Super Bowl. What happens in this game? We've seen some epic performances and some epic games in the postseason between these two teams. I, I I've learned to never bet against Patrick Mahomes. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, and, and so maybe the, the folk, maybe the, the, his resume grows even more if he goes into Buffalo and takes down the hot bills and winners of all these games in a row and Josh Allen. And he goes in there like it, it almost like it's better if he goes on the road and wins. And that folklore just continues to grow. I, I like Kansas city because I think defensively um, if you said, okay, Buffalo's offense, Kansas City's offense, Buffalo's defense. Like, I think Kansas City's defense is the best unit in this game, and they've been carrying them all year, and I, I, I expect them. And they're healthy. I expect them to play really well. I like Kansas City. So, obviously, on I, I kind of agree with you. It is the best defense. And with the, with kind of the wild card that Josh Allen is, I mean, he could do a lot of special things. Mm -hmm. But that turnover bug, if it happens against this defense, I mean, who knows what happens. But – no, I, I did not see Green Bay going into Dallas 
you could have made an argument to get a win, but not dismantled Dallas like that. And they obviously, in that win, as I was at Ford Field watching that game, we were all cheering on Green Bay. Couldn't believe I was in Ford Field cheering on Green Bay. But they earned uh, that extra home game for the Lions. Can Green Bay go to San Francisco and earn an NFC Championship game in Ford Field for the Detroit Lions? I think they can. I don't think they can do what they did in Dallas. Um, But I think offensively, they're very good, John. And these young kids, they're not supposed to be here. So maybe they don't know what they don't know yet. But their execution is like a very veteran team. And the quarterback sensational. Aaron Jones, the hottest back in football. Uh, they just play really well together up front. Um, so I think offensively they'll have success against San Francisco. I just can't see San Francisco's offense not clicking in this game. And I think Green Bay's got um, – I think they're going to have trouble just stopping the whole wide zone play action, uh, how fast that they, they can play. So I think the, the I think the scoring is going to be up in this game, but I can't see San Francisco's offense not coming away with a way to win this game. Yeah, I agree. Well, hey Brian, thanks a lot for for joining me today. Yeah, uh, Brian Baldinger, my guest here on Necessary Rough. This you can find him really anywhere. The NFL is uh, NFL Network, uh, but uh, talking NFL games. But uh, the best football show with Brian Baldinger is obviously the headliner. So Brian, thanks a lot. Yeah, my pleasure, John. You bet. Anytime.